I've got a Hall of Famer with me, folks, and one of the greatest Golden State Warriors in the franchise's history, one of the greatest players in NBA history. I'm going to butter you up all day, Rick. He is Hall of Famer Rick Barry. Are you ready to go, sir? Talk Warriors more? Well, you need to butter me up because you're not paying me anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Rick Barry on all social media platforms at Rick24Barry. Rick, how are you doing, sir? And give us your, your prognosis of the Golden State Warriors with two games remaining in the regular season. Um, I don't know. Uh, should we call the MASH unit? Uh, I mean, they're seriously, they've been hurt so much and had any so many difficulties with injuries. I mean, without Steph... I mean, realistically, the chances of them doing anything in the playoffs are pretty slim. Um, but anything can happen in basketball. Um, well, I mean, you just—I mean, you have to pray that Steph is going to have one of those miraculous recoveries from an injury and come out and play an MVP caliber play. Which, you know, that's what are the chances of that happening again? It happened one time at a time for him. I, I don't. I hope it happens. I mean, certainly, I'm pulling for him to do well. Uh, the Wiseman thing is still going to go down as one of the great mysteries of in the history of the NBA Golden State Warriors franchise that a guy with a freaking supposedly has a cartilage operation misses an entire freaking season. And without anybody telling you anything else that happened or transpired with no explanation whatsoever, I, I mean, I just don't understand why they wouldn't have just come out and told us exactly what happened, what transpired, what the decision, why the decision was made, so that you have an idea. I mean, I had cartilage operations back in the days when you had to have your your leg cut open and have an actual surgery as opposed to arthroscopic surgery. And you see guys and hear of guys coming back. I've heard guys coming back five, seven, nine, 10, 12 days. Uh, anyway, so that's that's a big mystery. To I me. hear you. So, no, I hear Rick. Uh, Rick, I uh, no, I'm totally with you. And times have obviously changed. I, in my opinion, people are much softer now. I, I'm not accusing Wiseman of that, but times have changed. I mean, players take days off for quote unquote load management and all sorts of nonsense like that. You know, I had C.J. Holmes. He's the San Francisco Chronicles beat reporter covering the Golden State Warriors this year on the show Monday, and he pulled out conspiracy C.J. a different personality. And his conspiracy theory is that Wiseman's knee is actually better than people are led to believe based on the lack of transparency from the Warriors. And that's a critique I'd share with you. But he thinks they kept him uh, under wraps largely because they didn't want to uh, affect his confidence. They just didn't think mentally he was ready for the late season grind of a postseason push and the playoffs itself. Well, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think there's a, a shred of, of reality to that? If that's the reasoning behind it, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> I mean, you're getting paid. You're getting paid a ridiculous amount of money. Get your ass out there and play if you can play. I mean, the only way you're going to get confidence is you got to go out and play. Yep. I mean, how much confidence do you get sitting on the bed? I tell people you can only learn so much sitting and watching. True. You got to play. That's true. You know, Wiseman's going to travel with the team. Play. And 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 okay, so you want to look at it another way. How fair is that to the people who spend exorbitant amounts of money? to come and watch this team play and get the kind of support that they've gotten for decades and decades. 
and you hold the guy out because you're worried about his fragile ego? I mean, come on. Then you know, I'm sorry. I just don't buy that. I, I really don't buy that. And I just, I think they made a tactical mistake and error in judgment by not coming out and being honest and forthright as to what the hell the situation is with this guy. It was always this thing. Well, we don't know. I mean, come on. It's a cartilage, right? It's a cartilage operation. Yeah. I just... I'm sorry. I just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting wound up on this one now. Don't apologize. I, 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 I love honest Rick. I love the yeah, truth. Yeah, but I just, I mean, that's the thing is that people get mad at me when I tell the truth. That's because I'm sick. I say, you know how it is we have on our show and doing this. You can't handle the truth. You know, we we'll yes. get the old courtroom scene with Jack Nicholson and, uh, and, and what's his face from uh, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I, I just don't understand it. And it's unfortunate. And I think it really... I was optimistic that if he were came back, because there was plenty of time, hey, he's going to come back, blah, blah, blah. They got time to get themselves together, get him, you know, get him acclimated, get him into the system, get him to play. It would certainly make them a better basketball team if he did anything at all. Uh, and then you get Steph getting hurt, and, you know, Iggy was hurt for a while, and Draymond was hurt for a while. And it's, like I say, it felt like the MASH unit from the old days. Seriously, I mean, it's, you just can't go into the playoffs having all of what's transpired with the Warriors and be the eternal optimist that everything's going to work out. Hmm. The realistic realistic approach to this is they are going to struggle. On top of it, if it stays the way it is, they play a team that even when they are healthy and we're doing well, they always cause problems for them. That's fair. That's fair. And by the way, the sound clip you're referring to here is Jack Nicholson from from uh, from a few good men. You can't handle the truth. People can't, Rick. That you're absolutely correct. I I, I found myself in hot water a week and a half ago. If you call it that, whatever. I just called a couple media members, you know, whining because I was fairly critical of someone. But uh, you're right. People just cannot handle the truth. It is. Uh, it's sad. It's a sad part of this world that. Oftentimes, people revert to the diplomatic approach uh, just because of fragile egos or what our gamesmanship is going on in the scenario. But I'm with you. Stephen Curry's foot injury. I, I think that's something, though, that he could probably recover fully from. It didn't look like it was anything serious. They called it a, what, a, a foot sprain. Um, let's say he comes back from that, though. And, and Draymond's looking good. It seems like he's turned the corner and he, he's near his old self. Uh, Clay for the first time in that Lakers game last night really looked good. I get. Let's start with that. What do you think about Clay Thompson? Did you watch that game? What do you What are you thinking about Clay Thompson? Given he's been out for two and a half years and still trying to come back to his old self. Well, I'm it's, I'm glad to see him having outings like that, which give you hope that it's going to be great for the future. Uh, you know, as we had spoken before about this many times, if there was any person who could come back from having been out that long would be clay because of the style of play that he has i mean obviously he has to exert a lot of energy on defense i don't think his defense is ever going to be as good as it used to be but it's still darn good but it's not individual defense that wins for you anyway it's team defense and he's a smart player and it was not if it's not going if it's going to affect him in any way it would be defense i don't think offense the way that he plays it was a major major thing but even in the first time he came back I, I, we talked about it i was so shocked i went went to the basket went in and dunked the ball and do i mean hell he hardly <laughs> even did that when he was healthy so i was really happy to see that and then he was you know a little a, a little bit erratic with his shooting which was uh 
you know, somewhat to be expected because when you're away that long, I don't care how much you go out and shoot in the gym, it's different than playing in the game. And, you know, he had his ups and downs, his roller coaster ride, which happens even when you're good. I mean, come on. As great mm-hmm. as Steph is, Steph goes through some stretches where he can't put it in the ocean. So I, I'm not happy. I'm happy that, that you know, the clay is, is showing signs of, of being the clay of old. Um, yeah. But the biggest problem is, is that, and we talked about it before. I mean, even if they got Wiseman back, it's still a situation. They have problems. They got to play, you know, the Joker. Who did they have to play really gave the joker then you know utah if it was utah and they wound up with utah the size it's just they survived and then i don't know what the heck happened and i was just talking to leandro barbosa who i'm thrilled to have a chance to coach him again in the big three he's going to be my team captain again yes uh, which i'm really excited about and we're working hard on doing that so i'm talking to him about it i mean he's such a great guy but the thing is is that they don't have the personnel to match up against a team that's big. I mean, they really don't. And and what and I asked him, I said, Leandro, what what happened to the defense? The defense early in the season was so good. They're switching, moving, doing stuff. And all of a sudden, it's like they forgot what they were doing. I mean, their defense was struggling some. And then then they play a game and they shock you and they win a game against a team you never think they could win. Then they lose to a team that you think they could beat. I mean, that's the craziness about the NBA. And I tell people, live with this mantra. Always expect the unexpected. It, it, the crazy Advice. things happen in the world of sports, especially in basketball. I've seen it. I've experienced it firsthand. And that's kind of what's been happening with the Warriors here. So uh, if they can get by the first round, I think it'd be a huge success for them. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's say hypothetically they get past first round. And, and realistically, it's probably going to be the Denver Nuggets. Uh, simply because I believe they uh, the Utah Jazz owns a tiebreaker over them. Um, so if they finish with an equal record, which is looking more and more likely, or if the Jazz stay ahead of them, which is where they're at right now by a half game, one game in the loss column, the Jazz will finish five, the Nuggets six. The Warriors have two uh, back-to-back road games to finish up the season Saturday and Sunday at San Antonio and Orlando. So if they finish with the three seed, uh, the Warriors will likely play the Denver Nuggets, which is where it holds right now. But if they fall to four because they don't have the tiebreaker over Dallas, who has been red hot, then they'll play the Jazz. I think it's safe to say you and I are on the same page. We prefer the Jazz, right? You don't want to face Jokic in the first round. But let's say Jokic is the opponent. Um, how, how are you feeling about that? We, we just talked about that a moment ago. But let's say you double Jokic. That team is not deep. They don't have a lot of other threats. Uh, they could beat the Nuggets, right? I mean, right? Oh, the Nuggets yes. kill some problems all the time. They just don't match up well. Jokic does so many different things and creates so many opportunities. But he just set a record. What first player in the history of the NBA to finish with uh, you know a point total and a rebound total and an assist total? Nobody's ever done it. I think I just saw in the top ten. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the guy's been unbelievable. What what he's done um, understands the game so well. But it all come down to how well. Does the rest of the team for the Nuggets play? And how well does the rest of the team for the Warriors play? So Jokic plays his best. Steph comes back and miraculously plays at his best. It's then up to the other guys. Will Clay mm-hmm. play at his level? Will Draymond? Of course, they've got to get Draymond. They have to get Clay, and they have to have Steph all playing at that high level. And then hope that Poole can do some of the things that he's shown a propensity for doing, which is to you know come on and have some big games and help them. Because you got to have the rest of the team competing. That's why this is a team game. It's not about you know the Joker. It's not about right. Steph. It's about everybody collectively playing well together, 
making the commitment and playing good, sound, fundamental, tough team defense, minimizing easy opportunities on second chance points, minimizing easy baskets on breakaways, and then playing smart enough to know when you should jump and swish and take away three-point shots from certain people. I, I'm just kind of shocked sometimes when I watch some of these games and the way that the people defend people. I mean, if, if people are good three-point shooters, you got to jump that. I mean, you got to get yep. out. You can't let a guy go behind a screen and have a chance to get a shot that's not being contested. You just can't do that. It used to be that you always want to make them beat you from the outside, but now there's so many guys that are shooting the ball at a high efficiency rate I mean, because once you're shooting over 30%, I mean, that's equivalent to, you know, close to 50%. 33 is 50 from twos. Right, you know, right. You're not going to beat many teams if they're shooting 50% from the field. And so you have to you have to counter that. And so now it's a matter of changing your whole defensive philosophy, one of the key elements that's been for decades and decades and decades. Make them beat you from the perimeter. Well, now it's about try to stop them from beating you from the <laughs> perimeter, you know? Make them have to take, do something else. It's the game has changed so dramatically in that regard, and it's going to continue to do that, Cyrus, because all these kids now all want to shoot three-point shots, and so yeah. they're, they're getting better and better and better, and guys are coming in, whereas before, you know, if somebody shot 30%, you were thrilled with it. Well, now I think the the – uh, the the gold standard, if you want to say, is 40. Guys are shooting to be 40% three-point shooters, which is crazy shooting. I mean, you make four out of 10 three-pointers, that's 12 points. That's 60 from twos. <laughs> I mean, how do you that beat somebody who's shooting 60% from the field? That is incredible. And, and uh, one of the long, one of the longtime sponsors of both the podcast we host, the Rick Barry Show, and all I got to do is look up Rick Barry on any of your favorite podcasting platforms to find it. And here on Locked On Warriors is Bet Online, and the Lakers uh, have have been just experiencing turmoil this whole season. Bet Online has odds on who the next head coach is going to be, since in all likelihood Frank Vogel, sadly, unjustifiably so, is going to be the fall guy there most likely. Uh, based on this list, if you can see it, who do you think is the next head coach, courtesy of BetOnline.net, uh, for for the Los Angeles Lakers? Can you see the list there? And if yes, who are you I, liking it's there? It's not it's not big enough for me to be able to see it uh, totally clear. But uh, but here's there go yeah a little bit. Who who do we have here? Uh, David Fisdale, who's currently the assistant, is the is the odds-on favorite at three to one. Quinch Snyder of the Utah Jazz. If they let him go, I don't think that's a smart move. Uh, Doc Rivers. Uh, Nick Nurse, Mike Brown of the Warriors, and then Kenny Atkinson of the Warriors is on here. Uh, I don't know if you can see all these as it goes down I further. I see him. I see him. Any yeah. of these names? Phil Jackson. Look at LeBron James as a poach coming back next year. If anyone could do it, I guess it's him. Well, I mean, I guess if that happened, then his son will be on the team. Um, but there you go. So- I don't. I, I I don't know. And you be honest with me, I don't know, <laughs> and I don't care. I mean, seriously. Oh, I love the truth bombs. In your opinion, do you think Rob Palinka gets fired at BetOnline.net? If it's if you pick yes, it's minus one seventy. No, plus one thirty. What do you think about those odds? Any uh, any guesses on Rob Palinka? I'm not a betting person. I'm not a big time betting person. I don't like to bet at anything I don't have control over myself to do for the outcome. So I'm not I'm not a real big person on betting. Uh, certainly it's all speculative anyway. And you're absolutely right. But I think that something needs to be done as far, because the choices that the, that the Lakers made, I mean, they made a lot of bad choices. I mean, a team with the kind of talent that they had there and they, I did, I mean, 
this is why people have to understand. Don't get all, everybody gets all upset when this guy's going here and he's going there. How many times has it worked? Okay. <laughs> we probably put the Lakers will probably be, they will be the poster child for it doesn't work. Right. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, look at the people ahead. And then, you know, who might be up there next? The Nets. Yeah. I mean, it's Steve the Nash had they brought in. If yeah, they don't Connor get through our buddy from yeah, he predicted Steve Nash, or at least su- suggested that Steve Nash should be fired uh, for the job he's doing there. It, it was a bold take. Um, but regardless, you could bet on all these, all this stuff by just going to bet online. And betonline.net's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. The Masters is going on. You could bet on that. Uh, plenty of sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Rick Barry, again, you can follow him on Twitter, on all social media platforms at Rick24Barry. Uh, let's say for the sake of argument uh, that everyone is healthy, Rick. Let's say Stephen Curry's back to 100%. Uh, do you, can you see a world championship? I'm feeling very optimistic right now. I think things are coming together at the right time. I think this is a veteran group that sees a regular season for what it is, just an extended preseason when you've reached this level of experience. I know that doesn't apply to like players like Jordan Poole, but... For the, for the main players, uh, the big three, Andre Iguodala, they've been through this grind. They've been through these wars. Can they win a world championship break, uh, or are you really sour on them and you don't think that's going to happen? It's not that I'm sour. I'm always pulling for them. Oh, I, I, I just mean in the sense you bring up the injuries a lot. Like, like all these. Realistically, no. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm sorry, but I mean, as I say, I don't bet anyway, but I, I, I wouldn't bet on the theme if they were healthy because I, I mean, but under the circumstances that exist now to say that the Warriors could wind up winning the NBA championship year, it'd be, a, it'd be, a, it'd take a miracle. Wow. Look at you. That's, that's crazy. So you, Why? Went, so Why if you were crazy? a man. Cyrus, who do you, I mean, you're saying if all these things happen, the chances of all of those things happening are so remote. So, you're well, asking for so many different variables to have to come to just one, but at this point, just one, and that's just Stephen Curry coming back 100. I think everyone else is kind of finding their groove. Uh, as weirdly as the sounds, it's I mean, Dre looks good again. Clay last night looked damn good. He was actually playing defense. That was one thing I've not seen. Eternal, I hope your eternal optimism comes through for you, and you can be <laughs> excited and happy. I'll be pulling for him. I'll hope that they find a way to win. I really, truly mean that. I mean, obviously, I'll always be a warrior. But, I, I mean, I'm also a realist. I'm Fair. a realist. I, I just Fair. don't see with the, the number of teams who are playing, who are in the West alone, for them to come out of that, I, I just I just don't see it happening. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But I don't think I am. I, I've never, I, yeah, I've never hoped for you to be wrong ever until now. That's crazy. Um, I respect your pragmatism. I really do because I could be blinded by my 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 love for this team. Not, not could be. Not could be. You, you are. <laughs> I love you, Rick. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, you. I mean, it's just not, don't apologize. It's not realistic. It's not within the realm of realistic possibility that the Warriors will win the NBA title. All right. Okay. All right. Well, I, 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 I say, really hope- I, I, I don't like you know I hate I hate losing. I hate being wrong. In this case, I'm praying that I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Uh, that's what I always say when I when I'm critical of the team myself. And, and 
Let me ask you this, Rick. I, I feel like, so Jerry West, a, a player you played against for, for a number of years, he's, he's always being placed in these, these, uh, these consulting roles, these presidential GM type roles. And usually he's met with success. I mean, almost everywhere he's gone, he, he's, he's crafted teams that have been wildly successful in some cases. I always advocate that you should be in a role like that at a minimum for the Golden State Warriors, if not for another team. In a hypothetical situation, let's say Lacob and Gruber come to their senses and realize, wow, we've been blowing it for the entire time we've owned this team. We should have had Rick Barry in this spot, helping us, advising us. Uh, what would you do differently, if anything, with this team? Let's say you're suddenly a consultant, a paid consultant, a president, whatever role you want to call it, and they're looking at you going, what, what, what should we do, Rick? What do you tell them? Well, if, if I'm not in that position, so I really haven't analyzed it as thoroughly as I probably would. If I certainly would, if if I were put in that position, right? I know, I, would, I know you would. I would, do, and I know you would. I would do a total and complete evaluation of each player on that team to assemble a team that really was one of the most intelligent teams to ever step on a basketball court, because I really. I'm totally convinced at this stage of my life that you win with players who really have a great feel for the game and know how to play and play it unselfishly. And then of course, obviously trying to find somebody with talent as well that can do that. But to have, to have any player on your team now as an NBA team, as a wing player, especially, mm -hmm. and that's the majority of your players who can't shoot the ball well from three-point range is insanity. You mm -hmm. In today's game, you have got to be a threat from three-point range and have players who understand and know how to play. The one thing the Warriors have done a nice job of, they, they've tried to execute and play well, pass, move, cut. I love all of the stuff that they do. But you also have to get people who have a great feel for the game because that doesn't work if you don't have them. They've done a good job of getting a lot of players like that. That's why mm -hmm. they had that great run. And that's the biggest key that they have to do. And you have to go then and find – you have to find a, a young big who has that feel, who can also go out and shoot, but also not forsaking getting down inside as well. Yeah, I right. mean, you got to have the ability to play inside out or outside, however you want to go, and outside in. But you can't forsake in. I mean, there's a lot of easy opportunities to get. And if you have somebody in there who can just destroy somebody, it doesn't necessarily have to be a 6'10", 11, 12 guy. I mean, I, I when I coached, I used to post up my 6'1", 6'3 guards because they were just a monster in the post. And here's the thing. <laughs> like, I always told Baron Davis when I talked to him, I said, Baron, man, if I had coached you, you would I would have posted you up so much, a big, yes. strong guy. Because he can kill you in the post. But the thing is, now if you have to come to adjust to it, what do you have to do? You got to double. Well, now you have one of your best passers making the decisions as to where to yep. get the ball and creating all kinds of easy opportunity shots for you. And that's why you have to have guys out there who can knock those shots down on a consistent basis. And so to me, that's, that's a real key element to it. And because you can get, if you get guys who have a real great feel for the game, you can be a really good team defensive uh, operation. And that's what it takes. It takes team defense to win. Individual defense is a bonus. If you get a guy who's a tough defender, can make somebody work hard, nobody's shutting anybody down. Not a great offensive player who's a scorer. You're not going to ever shut him down. But you get him to take three, four, five shots more to get his scoring average, you've done a good job on him. But it's yep. the team concept that comes into it. 
not giving up those easy baskets. That's what's happened a little bit to the Warriors, and they were struggling during the time over there. Their defense struggled as well. They weren't right. playing that kind of nice rotation and, and challenging people and making them tough, tough shots and, and controlling your defensive boards. Again, it's just coming down to having that real understanding of the game, but the natural feel. I, I would not want to – I really I, – I, I can't see myself if I was running a team to ever want to have a player on my team that didn't have a natural feel for the game. It would be the first thing I'd look for if I was going out looking at a player to scout them. And you could tell that in five or ten minutes of watching them. And then <laughs> a matter of finding out what's inside that heart. Is he unselfish? How does he deal with the other things? But without that natural feel, because if he has a natural feel, he's not a great shooter, I can mm-hmm. make him a better shooter. I mean, you could definitely make him a better shooter, but you can't teach him a feel for the game. Yep, I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, Rick, what are you, where are you calling home these days? Are you in Florida right now? I spend or in half my time in Florida and half the time in Colorado. I get out of Florida before it's too hot and humid usually, and then I get out of uh, Colorado hopefully before the snow. So it's it's like really the best of both worlds. The ultimate. No, you're absolutely right. You got you got the retirement plan nailed. And I, the reason why I asked is because last time you were on, we were talking about one of our longtime sponsors, Built Bars. And I want to know where to send them to you. Or am I going to be mailing these to you in Florida, Florida or to Colorado? Yeah, Florida. No, I'm down. I'm down here a little longer because my wife and I, you know, you know, I love ancient history, and and I, you know, I just absolutely fell in love with Rome when I went there, and yes, seeing a lot of the great stuff. And I'm getting to finally going to get a chance to go and see Athens and see the Acropolis and the Parthenon and all that stuff and the stuff on the Greek Isles and and do that, and then wind up getting a chance to uh, see Venice live because I've always wanted to see Venice, and so we're going to do a cruise. So we'll. Instead of going all the way back to Colorado, which we normally would do in, in at the end of the month, uh, I don't want to why, why go there and then have to fly all the way back across the country to go all the way over to Athens. Right. So we're going to stay here, go on the cruise, and I have something else I have to do. I have a I have a, an appearance to do, you know, back here in Florida in the beginning of June. So I'll be here until the first week in June when I'll go back to Colorado and then get I'm going to send you a box of built bars. These things, uh, yeah. especially for your flight, are perfect snacks. These things are all covered in 100% real chocolate. Again, 100% real chocolate. These are low-calorie, high-protein uh, protein bars. They're much better than your candy bars. So if you're thinking about well, eating I, a candy I'm looking bar, forward to it because here's the thing. I've got the, I've got the U.S. Open pickleball coming up, and I'm going to play in four divisions. And uh, I had two gold medals last year. And so I love to have that kind of stuff. In fact, I eat some stuff with chocolate. And it's like a lot of times I get chocolate-covered chocolate covered mangoes or chocolate-covered apricots and use them yes. as, you know, to eat them because – I learned early on when you're competing and doing stuff and you're there for such a long time, not only do you have to hydrate, you have to make sure you eat and have some energy. And so stuff like that is is good. And I'm a big believer. I don't know. Are they covered with regular or dark chocolate? That's a great question. I'll, all I know is they're, it's real chocolate. That's how they okay. advertise it. It tastes good. I don't think it's dark, but I don't think it's milk chocolate either. I think it's real chocolate, low calorie, high protein, just 130 calories on average per bar of only four grams of sugar per, per bar compared to yeah, that's 30 really good. for the average. Yeah, for, for your 30 for your average candy bar and 17 grams of protein. It, it packs a punch there. You love cookies and cream, I believe. I'm going to send you some of those. And for everyone else out there, all you got to do is go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, the promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. <laughs> daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis for our local experts, free and available wherever you get podcasts. You can follow Hall of Famer Rick Barry on all social media platforms at Rick. 24 Barry. Uh, let's talk about the documentary. How, what's the latest on that? It, last time you came on, you talked about uh, a documentary that was being made on the 1975 World Championship Golden State Warriors. You claim, I think rightfully so, the greatest upset in major sports history. What's the latest on that? And what can people expect? Well, I'm, I guess Ethan is working on it, trying to, I guess, I guess, put everything together, trying to go rights to get some of the footage necessary to be able to put the whole thing together. And hopefully, Hopefully we're not going to have an issue with that. Hopefully the NBA is going to be uh, supportive of that and, and make the video available to us that we need to have. And hopefully the Warriors will as well and um, see where it goes. And I'm, I'm hoping that the Warriors will want to have a big special thing sometime maybe this summer or before next season starts and have a big premiere showing of it for their you know special season ticket holders or sponsors or other people like that i think it would be a really cool thing to to do that before it you know comes out and goes out onto wherever it is they're going to sell it to um, okay but i'm just glad that my teammates are finally going to be recognized for the amazing accomplishment that took place which never would have happened if it weren't for them i mean mm. i got a lot of recognition MVP of the all, you know, of the game, of the series, and all the other good stuff, but we were so overlooked, and I don't know why. I mean, I just don't know why. It's just crazy when you hear the story and you realize what took place. It's 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 a wonderful story. I mean, it really is. It's 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 a story of a group of very diverse individuals who all came together, who were willing to sacrifice and be a team in the true sense of what a team is supposed to be in the game of basketball and accomplish something so very special that has been so overlooked by the world of sports. I mean, they've had so many documentaries and stuff about this team and that team, whatever. Nobody, no team out there did what we did. No, no, nobody did what we did. I mean, right. it's just never happened that a team was so disparaged at the start of a season that they wind up pulling off the biggest upset in the history of the finals by sweeping a team that's supposed to sweep you. I mean, where does that ever happen in any sport? It never has. It really hasn't. <laughs> and uh, and I was just watching some stuff the other day as we were talking about it, doing it. I mean, everybody contributed. I mean, I remember one of the series, Charles Dudley played lots of minutes and was doing such a great job. George Johnson, we had him on the show. I mean, George is blocking everything against the seventh game against the Western Conference Finals against Chicago. I mean, everybody did the things they had to do. Derek Dickey was playing, you know, shooting 60-something percent from the field. I think he set a record. I mean, rules were changed because of what happened the next year when we played. They changed the rule in the league because of it. It cost us a chance to be repeat champions. But the whole season was just something incredibly special. I mean, you know, I screwed up and blew a game in Chicago. I mean, it's like there's so many things that happen, and I'm just looking forward to seeing what they put together. Um and hope it tells the story the way I envisioned it doing, because I was going to try to do this and had some really high powered people that were going to get behind it. Mm -hmm. And and Charles Dudley had gone on his own to try to do stuff. And so I didn't want to rain on his parade. And you know, he's such a great guy and was such an important part of our team. And so I just said, Hey, Charles, let's, let's, I'll go along with what you're doing. I'm, I don't want to go ahead and screw up what you've been trying to accomplish and all, but let's just make sure it's done properly and gives credit where credit is due, as I say to my to my teammates. So, 
And those of you who are out there, if you would, please, if you're listening and say a little prayer that everything goes well. Clifford Ray had some issues. He was in the hospital. He had some terrible infection. Screw oh. those damn Boston Celtics. He got Mercer in the locker room and, and wound up losing a toe and had all kinds of issues that he's had as a result of that nonsense that they never took care of him properly and never gave him a full playoff share as a head coach, as, as one of the coaches on the staff, which they should be ashamed of themselves for. Agreed. And so please just say a prayer that everything goes well and he comes out of this without any – uh, any other problems. So, Oh yeah. Prayers up for, for, uh, for Clifford Ray. Absolutely. The starting center on that championship team. What, what, what toe incident? I, I missed that. He, he lost, lost his, toe. I think it was his big toe. Yeah. It was horrible. I mean, what happened to him? It's just ridiculous. And you know, to be treated the way he was treated. I mean, nobody should be treated that way. I mean, how, how in today's world with the kind of money out there, how do you give somebody who's one of your assistant coaches a half a playoff share? I mean, come on. No, that's ridiculous. No, you're, and you're insane. referring to the, and, and you're referring to the 2008 championship Celtics. He was an assistant coach on that team, uh, and he did not get a full playoff share of, of both revenue. times when they won and when they, they when they lost. Both times he got a half a playoff share. I mean, if it wasn't for him, they don't win that first playoff share because why? Because he took Al Jefferson and made him so much better as a player that Minnesota was willing to trade and give up Kevin Garnett to get him. And if they don't Incredible. get Kevin, they don't win. Incredible. What? How did he lose the toe? It got infected and stuff with MRSA and all. It's just And I think he just had to go in now with his other infection and may have had, had some – I don't have all the details yet. I'm trying to find out. Oh, but anyway, whatever God. it is, I don't I, – I, I'm hopeful they got past the point of where it could have possibly been life-threatening. So that's a good thing. Um, so anyway, I'm waiting to see what, Oh, my uh, God. What, yeah. What, it's, what's it's, happening. I, I hope – I hope he's okay. Please, please uh, share my 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 thoughts when you talk to him. I know you're very close friends. You go on these uh, fishing trips together to Alaska, which looks incredible. Jeez, man! After you you say something like that, it makes what my, the next topic I was going to bring up so trivial. Um, which is your buddy Bill Simmons. I had to bring this up again just because what he continually perpetuates is such a ridiculous falsehood. And for someone in his position of influence, his position as you know as, as a gatekeeper of information, given he's published books about the NBA that people take as fact. Um, I, so I want to share, I started on social media and I, I'm sorry for switching from such a serious topic like that to something much more lighthearted. And I hope you're okay with this. Um, but I, I lately on social media, every time Bill Simmons would post something, I would always include this disclaimer that says every tweet that includes Bill Simmons from now on is going to include a disclaimer that Bill unprovokedly called Hall of Famer Rick Barry a prick. Correction, now a dick. You correct me yeah. on that. And he perpetuates the falsehood that Rick's teammates abandoned him in the 1976 Western Conference Finals without asking you directly. He, for some reason, refuses to bring you on his show. He he, he takes Hal McCoy's testimony as no second sources have confirmed this. Again, he doesn't ask you directly what happened? He refuses to to bring you on his show. I consider that a cowardly act. Am I mistaken on any on any of this? Do I have the facts correct? Is there anything you want to add? I just think it's well, ridiculous that he won't simply talk to you. Well, I mean, he's basically showing that he's not really a true professional because if you're a professional, you always have to find out both sides of the story. And then you can correct. make your own mind up after you've heard it and you've done your due diligence. You've done your research to find out about it. I mean, some other fool, I guess I saw something that was on a, a t on the internet somewhere that somebody put a clip together. They showed the clip of me fighting. It wasn't like my teammates deserted me. Then they said I went in the locker room and looked at the video and saw that my teammates didn't come and I refused to shoot the ball. And I, I mean, if anybody, anybody that knows me knows what a travesty that is to think yes. that I would have a chance 
to go and play and play my best to go and be the only team since the Boston Celtics from so many decades ago to ever win back-to-back championships that I would, I would not want that to happen, that I'm going to go out and because my teammates didn't come to defend me in a fight that I'm going to lose a game intentionally. Are you out of your freaking mind? I mean, All if you know me, that's the furthest thing. I would I would slip my wrist if I did something like that. I would be so ashamed of myself. Anyway, it's and then, then they have the video on there, and they're showing me doing stuff. Well, hell, I got the ball and passed it to my teammates. We didn't make some shots. And even then, we still got back to we had a pick-and-roll play with Clifford Ray and myself that the ball got knocked loose, and Alvin Adams got it, went down, and got a dunk. But if we score on that one, we maybe could have won that game. Right. Uh, I mean, and that was, you know, that was trying to go for back-to-back championships, and that's the series where they we lost the game because they allowed intentional fouling off the ball, and they put that rule in that you can't intentionally foul in the last two minutes off the ball. And had that been the case in our case, we would have beaten Phoenix because we would have won the game down in Phoenix that we lost right. because of that rule infraction because they would have had to foul me, and they didn't. So anyway – but I, I just uh, I, I just shake my head sometime in astonishment how some people go about doing things. And it's yes. perpetuated such a myth about me, such a, uh, a reputation about me that everybody hated me. And uh, hey, you know what? I was a babe in the woods compared to the way Michael Jordan treated his teammates. <laughs> I mean, seriously, seriously. I, I mean, right. I was, was I demanding? Yes. But man, I was never as hard as you hear the stories about Michael and what he did with his teammates and how demanding he was. And yet that's great. You know, he's great, but I'm, I'm a bad guy. I'm an ogre. I'm a horrible. I don't think you're Everybody a bad guy. I, Rick, if, and all you have to do is just look at that YouTube footage to see that your teammates were in the scuffle with you. They, it was not like you were all alone. I, I and again, even in his book, he he attributes uh, uh, Al McCoy or Hal McCoy, whatever his name is, the broadcaster. Yeah, Al McCoy, the radio guy who said uh, Rick Barry did, and he you know he quit on his team. What the heck? That's so. I would never quit on my team. I don't quit on myself for God's sake. I'm certainly not going to exactly. quit on my team and my teammates and the fans and the organization. That's so absurd. In fact, if anything, my wife and I were just talking about it today. I tell people I should have been the dick that he said I was. And said, just like Larry Bird did one time in a timeout, the story, but they had the whole big thing and they did it. And he walked out in the court and he talked to the guys, hey, screw that shit. Just give me the ball. Okay. Yep. And I should have said the same. What the hell? Just, hey, give me the ball. And this is why I talk about why. And this is the whole thing about our series about how important Butch Beard was for our championship. I can guarantee you there is no way that any game that I've played in that Butch Beard would allow me to go extended minutes without the ball being in my hands. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's absurd the whole thing is absurd and he blocked me for it i could care less about that just br- first of all but by blocking me all you do is bring more attention to this and yeah, why, just- how do you how do you call somebody a dick that you've never met and spent any time with based upon what you may have read and you heard somebody else say and you form an opinion about it how is that how do you can how can you can call yourself a professional journalist yes if you do what he did, he, he should absurd. be ashamed of himself, and Agreed. he owes me an apology. He does, and he owes you at a minimum a, 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 a level of communication to bring you on the show and just clear the air. That's all I'm advocating for. At least just reach out to you, and if you don't want to do it, fine. But at least reach out to Rick Barry and just bring him on instead of this cowardly actor you're hiding from him. Like this whole thing is ridiculous. And and thanks for letting me just you know voice voice my side of this i hope it's okay that i'm doing this but 
I support you 100%. I think it's utterly absurd what he's doing. Um, let's let's end this you on, a, on a, if, he, if he never if he never apologized to me, if I never have if I never meet him in person and everything, it's not going to have any impact on my life whatsoever because I have no respect for him whatsoever. <laughs> the way that he's dealt with this, and he has to live with himself. Uh, so very very well well put um and honestly from the way you you were on the court i don't see how you were any different than kobe bryant i mean you you both just wanted to win you you respect greatness and you're willing to to do whatever it takes to achieve that i love that i was i there's something special about the level of greatness players like you and kobe and jordan have achieved and i want to see more of that and less of what we see every day. And, and I don't, I don't think there's, think there's anything wrong with what you did. And my, again, in my, just my humble opinion, uh, I want to wrap things up on a lighter note. A lot of people endorse you. A lot of people sponsor you. Let's give them some love. I believe Medisaleaf is one sponsor. Is that correct? Yeah. Medisaleaf, M-E-D-I-C-I-L-E-A-F.com. Check it out. It's a cannabinoid company, uh, unbelievable products. Put 24 as the code. You'll get a nice big discount. 24 is the code. Ghost sleeves, another amazing product that has kinesio tape built into, uh, into the different <clears throat> sleeves they have for calves and Achilles and knees and elbows. And they're working on other stuff as well. So GhostSleeves.com, G-O-S-L-E-E-V-E-S.com. That code is small r, small b, 24, rb, 24. You get a big discount as well. Uh, products I use myself. I mean, I religiously use both of those products. Uh, I just love them. And then I've and with started ghost sleeves, company. Oh, real quick, Rick, if you don't mind. So with ghost sleeves, didn't you, you reached out to the team, to the Golden State Warriors, I right? sent and, stuff and, and I, yeah, I'm a little disappointed at all. I left some stuff for him. I never even got a thank you from, oh. from the staff as far as, hey, thanks for leaving them off there. I had asked Draymond Green, hey, have you had a chance to use the, the calf and Achilles thing? Because I was trying to help him out too and everything. He didn't even know anything about it. They didn't even approach him about it. I mean, it's sometimes, I just don't understand how people deal with things. I mean, I was just trying to do something nice for them and right. try to help Draymond out. And the same thing with Clay, trying to get them to go ahead and get it and get it in Clay's hands to have Clay use it just when he's training or something. It couldn't possibly hurt him. The, re the, the results we've gotten from people, the results I've gotten with it and all have been phenomenal. I was just trying to help them. And, you know, you go and you do something like that. I don't, I don't expect much from people. I just want somebody to say, thanks. That's all. I just need to thank. I, that's, thank I don't you. think you're, and you're, yeah. Rick, you are not asked. You're not asking for much. In all honesty, Rick Celebrini, I believe that's his name. He's the, the head of the, of the medical staff of the Warriors this year. I'm really questioning a lot of his decision-making, a lot of his actions. He's the one responsible for Wiseman not playing this year. We're seeing a lot of injuries this year with this team. And it's his first year with the squad, I believe. It's making me pause that's all i could say for well, now here's my thing. why would you not try anything if you know that it's something that can't hurt you absolutely i mean i just Logical. don't understand that they've got you know joe and peter and all they got they've got hundreds of millions of dollars i mean you know it's a, a invested in these players why yep. would you not try to do everything you can to keep them as healthy? They had what? Load management. Great. Well, what about stuff that can help them if they do have an injury like the Achilles or the calf or your thigh or your knee or whatever it may be? You know, you've got inflammation and you've got a product that can't hurt you with the cannabinoid stuff. And why do the NBA doesn't have them and let them use that? I just doesn't make any sense whatsoever to me. So uh, I it, it's almost as bad as politics, but not quite because politics is so horrendous. But it's yeah, just, it's yeah. insane. I just have a real problem with that because it doesn't make any logical sense 
nope. to not try to do everything within reason to help someone get better. I really <laughs> loathe ego when people let ego get in the way of just common sense, but that happens a lot. And you were going to mention one more company to promote. Yes. As well, well right? it's yeah. called Pickleball Connections. Uh, Pickleball Connections is if you're into pickleball, you got it. You really seriously, folks, you need to try check this out. It's the fastest growing sport in the United States. And uh, I'm absolutely, you know, totally in love with the game and play it all the time and love the competition. And here's, but this, the problem is, is trying to remember this. Maybe, I don't know, you put it on the site or something, but Pickleball Connections, if you go here, you get actually get a free membership, learn about it. And if people really are into pickleball, we have a way for people to do this and turn it into a business for yourself. I mean, seriously. Is this it right here on the screen for the YouTube viewers? Uh, is it pickleballconnections.org? But here's the, here's what they got. No, here's the one they got to go to. My, mypickleballconnections.com forward slash Rick. Mypickleballconnections.com forward slash Rick. And if they do that, they'll get in there. They'll have an opportunity for them to get an opportunity to get a free membership. They can read about it. Um, it's, it's exciting. Everybody that we brought it to who's seen it so far is very excited about it. I mean, right now we got a contest going on that you can do something to try to compete against me. We give prizes out every month for people competing. It's a little spinning wheel and some other ways to do some stuff. And you can listen to it. That's, uh, the video is there to tell you there's the quiz talking about all yeah. of that. And there's, you know, the next shot, the next, keep going down, go up, go up, keep going up. And you'll see on this one, if people are looking at it, no, up, go up, up. Yeah. Up. Up, no, no, um, no, up. I'm talking about have the screen. You're going down. I'm going to, I don't want to go. Oh, to I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I there want we go. the screen to go up. So there's a great shot right there. I'll go back to the pickleball, all those people. You get all these this right here, it's right there. So there, there's th this was a great thing that was set up by this guy, Denny Vincent, down in Naples, where I'm going to be for the US Open and all. But these women and these, these are all really good pickleball players. That's my wife, Lynn, next to me in the blue. Uh, your and, lovely wife, Lynn, and, yes. yeah, and that's Denny. And the but he got he put together a notice. I said, Hey, I'm gonna be down there visiting with some friends. I, you know, my friends, the Narcessians, who I knew from Colorado Springs, who were down in there. And he put together this great day of us to go and play mixed doubles. And it was really good, good pickleball and a whole lot of fun. And it, the great thing about it is, is it could be social, it could be competitive for me. It's the competitive thing that I like. And uh, it's it's really fun. If you read about it, I think you'll be excited about what the opportunities are to be a part of what we're doing. And this is, again, the fastest growing sport in the country. And yes, again, maybe the uh, world. Some people said it may be the fastest growing sport in the world. There are 60 different countries, at least 60 or more countries now all playing. And I just heard from a guy that I had met in a tournament a year or so ago from who heads up a big, from India. And he, he's all excited. I sent to him an invite to join. He's, oh, this is really great. Maybe we could do something together. So um, yeah, this is kind of like, a, a new passion of mine I and mean, you have to have passions, you know, you know, fishing, of course. I was golf. Yeah. It was golf for long driving competition. And then that, they took that away from me. And then I've got the pickleball now doing this. And, and I just, it's, it's a passion. I love it. I just played this morning. I played this morning for, you know, two, two and a half hours and had some fun doing that. And just a great, uh, great time. Beautiful. And you can follow Rick Barry and all social media platforms at Rick 24 Barry. Always a pleasure, sir. And, uh, dub nation. Regular season ends this weekend. When I see you on Monday, we're going to be talking about the playoffs, folks. And Rick, you are always welcome on this program anytime. And we obviously have your show, The Rick Berry Show. If people just search Rick Berry on any podcast platform, it comes right up. It's The Rick Berry Show, part of the Warriors 24 Podcast Network. You have a whole network, and, and your show is the headliner of it, The Rick Berry Show. Always a pleasure, sir. I cannot tell you how delightful it is every time I spend time with you, whether it's virtually or, or in person. And hope we do this again soon. 
Thank well, you. Even though I busted your chops about being such a freaking diehard Warriors fan <laughs> that you actually believe care. the Warriors can win the NBA championship. I hope you're right, but don't be disappointed. If you're not. It's kind of Fair. it's kind of like you get your hopes up. You know, that's why I stopped doing when I was younger. I stopped doing blind dates, man. It worked out great the first time, but I tell you, then it went in the toilet quickly. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's that's a, that whole the whole concept is, is frightening. <laughs> a blind date oh my god <laughs> Woo. Oh, take man, care, that's everybody it. That's have good. a blessed weekend beautiful thank you rick and thank you everyone take care later